Warning, this episode contains spoilers, coarse language, and... Well, the two men took to fight him As they called him from the floor Totally right round the like a jigsaw puzzle With a couple of pieces gone Cause he's bad, bad, Leroy Brown The baddest man in the whole damn town Better than no king cop And he's meaner than the junkyard dog so we're back here for the uh, second part, which will probably be released as the third part. I'm not sure how I'm going to edit it. <laughs> Where we covered both of the Longest Yard films with Kevin as our guest. And now we're going to talk about... Evie, I'll let you tell us what we're going to talk about. We're going to talk about Mean Machine from 2001, which is a remake of The Longest Yard from 1974. And it stars Bullet Tooth Tony. Yeah, I don't think we mentioned in our discussion of either of the last two films that the actual team name of the convicts was Mean Machine, mm -hmm. which was supposed to be the original title of the original movie. I don't know why they changed it. I mean, The Longest Yard is a fine title, but it's a very yeah. generic title. I get it, because football and yards and that last one. I wonder if they were worried someone would think it was a sci-fi movie. Either that, or maybe it's a little bit too Death Race. Could be, yeah. Yeah, like people would equate it with something like that. There was all that sci-fi exploitation. Mm, exactly. Or was this before or after Smoking the Bandit? 74. Smoking the Bandit was 77. Oh, okay. So then they wouldn't have associated it with Smoking the Bandit. Okay, so yeah. Right. Maybe it was they didn't want people to think it was a car movie when it wasn't a car movie. Yeah, it could be. Because I don't think they really had trailers that much, as opposed to now where you can go online and look it up all the time. And it should be said that, yeah, this takes place four years before the Adam Sandler version. And this is a British remake restaging it for soccer. Or as the entire world calls it, football, football. you American line. Exactly. Well, the primarity of our listenership will be in America. Yeah, so. exactly. To which the other half of our relationship is like, hey. <laughs> the other half of our relationship is just Kaylee. <laughs> Kaylee's like, hey, I don't know why she sounds like Eric Carton all of a sudden, but she does, okay? Yeah, and I, I'm not familiar with any of the people who did this. I, two of them haven't really written much else, and Charlie Fletcher, Chris Baker, and Andrew Day, and the director, Barry Skolnick, this is literally his only movie. So I have no impression of the crew whatsoever. I have no other career to look at. So why don't we just go ahead and move into the movie, and I'm not going to redo the synopsis because it's... The rough basics are the same as the original. They have changed the names. The differences are that in this one, instead of the caretaker character dying, it's the pop character. And they add this entire subplot of the warden has massive gambling debts. And one of the other inmates is a mob boss. And so it's kind of a, they're almost the two sides of the playing field of trying to outdo one another. Mm -hmm. It goes into interesting areas, and then there's this whole fist fight that the lead character has to go through, and instead of Paul Crew, his name is Danny Meehan. Because he's British, so. Yeah. Why don't we go ahead, Evie, do you recommend this movie? Yes. I'm really into world football. Like, by into, I mean, like, I'll watch a game, and it doesn't matter which two teams are playing, I will pick one, and I'll root for it. And by the end, no one wants to sit next to me on the couch because I am that person who is, like, screaming and yelling things at the television. And also, I love the theatrics of football when, like, someone, they'll pretend that they're hurt and they do, like, this epic, like, jump flaily thing to sell it. It's awesome. So that and just, like, for some reason, this movie, it's kind of ridiculous. And there's some stuff in here where they are really reaching with some of the stuff. I'm like, oh, movie. No, you should just really? That's where, wow. 
I don't think it'll work for everyone, but for me, it's that mishmash of just like weirdness that makes me happy. I don't, don't recommend, recommend it. it. Yeah, not sorry. But very mildly, this is one of those films that's very much in the middle for me. It's just, oh God, I could go either way, but ultimately it's like, eh, I don't know that people need to see it. But most of that is just because I think they really screw up the pace. The editing is really choppy and messy in the movie, especially during the big game, to the point where I can't even tell what's happening half the time. I can. I, well, I mean, it's like you can see what's happening in little moments, but you can't follow the game like you could in the original. Yeah, but I could. Okay, I couldn't. I was lost. Maybe it's just football in general. That's- Even just the opening hour, it's just the way it was edited. It just felt very choppy and jumpy, and it didn't have a very good flow to it. I didn't find most of the characters to be as interesting. <laughs> yeah, I like some of them. I love Doc. I love some of the other characters. Well, to be fair, Doc is played by David Kelly. So if you exactly. don't love David Kelly, you need to get the fuck out. Like, exactly. That's the rule. There are bits that I really do like, like Jason Statham and the two announcers, one of whom is Jason Fleming. Bob and Bob. Yeah, Bob and Bob. <laughs> the two Bobs. I like bits, but overall, it just it was kind of messy, just in terms of the way it was made. It was kind of messy and it didn't work for me, and the entire game just felt kind of awkward and small. They didn't have, like, the entire crowd and all that stuff, so it just kind of felt like a small game. It didn't work for me as well. Again, it's not bad. There's a lot of fun stuff here. It's not bad, but it's just, I would rather watch both of the other movies again than this one. See, this one, for me, it's like, there's the original, and then there's this one, and then the very distant third is the remake of See, and I'm like that, just swapping the last two. Mm. I don't know. I just, maybe it's just I like the Britishy stuff, and the fact that I know that the way that Americans take their North American football seriously is quaint compared to the way that people in England take football, like, seriously, to the point where they have hooligans. Which we didn't get because they didn't have a crowd watching the game. Which they didn't. Honestly, I don't think they could have afforded it. I know. And that's my main problem. It feels small. In the original film, it grew into something big. Yeah, but again, I give it this because it's like it's a British film. So it would not have had this kind of money. Like, it definitely did not have the money of the Adam Sandler remake. And I don't think this would have even had Bend It Like Beckham money, by the way. Yeah. But I think that one actually made money, whereas... This one, probably not so much. And it's just, it didn't pull me in. It didn't, it was mostly the editing. I just really didn't like the editing in this movie. See, the editing didn't bug me, but that's just because I liked all the characters, okay? I love, like, Nitro. That guy was, like, he spit Does that guy not know how to swallow? (laughs) That guy's like someone literally turned on a faucet in the back of his mouth. That, That was almost like a naked gun sketch of, like, just how much spit that guy had coming out of his mouth. He's literally, like, frothing at the mouth because he's so fucking crazy. That wasn't even froth. That was, like, pure fluid. No, but I'm like, he's just that level of crazy where, like, I would not spit this much because I don't do that because I am a person who understands that spitting while screaming, probably not the best thing to do. And he doesn't even have that. Like, he's just unhinged. See, but I didn't, it felt forced to me. It just didn't work for me. It worked for me. Oh, my God. This is, like, the exact opposite of what happened with the remake. Exactly. We have swap sides. But yeah, um, I like Massive. Massive was good. Massive, it almost felt like there was a bit of a setup to his character that they never really explored anymore. Mm-hmm. That whole thing with the guard was telling him something about, you found another yeah. boyfriend or something like that. And it's like, was he supposed to be gay? And was that something that they were trying to explore? And they, they never really got into it. 
I just assumed that it was because he does have a slightly effeminate manner, and therefore they are chastising him for that, because how dare you, you are male, and therefore must be male, and yeah. male-like. I did like the bit where he, because he's a small guy, when he introduces himself, he says, I'm massive, it's ironic. I laughed, <laughs> I love that. I loved at the end where there was that one guy who gave him that really bad beating, and I felt bad. Yeah. And then later on, he's just like, oh, your leg. And he's just like repeatedly hitting it. That was kind of like an odd twist on the library scene mm -hmm. of how, you know, that was where it got the other inmates to suddenly start paying attention. And Well, it's because Danny basically kind of defended him because Danny was still kind of persona non grata. Well, but it's not only that, but they're also just seeing the brutality of the guards and are thinking, mm -hmm. oh, I now have an opportunity to get them for it. Yeah, I liked it. I like yeah. the twist that they did on that. Yeah, I mean, I think Doc was a strong character in this one, so it was a good choice for him to be the one who dies. Yeah, and the fact that considering the story that he tells Danny of how he ended up in prison. Yeah, it thematically fit. Yeah. With the hand grenade, yeah. Those, including that, that was one of those times where I'm like, we're going there, really? Like, we're addressing that? I like the kind of meta commentary of how he says, you look at me and you see that, oh, that's the old codger who every prison has, who was planted there with the foundations. If he's commenting on the trope of the character that he's playing mm -hmm. and then saying, no, I'm here because I killed people. I killed a child. I killed an entire family just because of petty revenge. Mm -hmm. And I like that acknowledgement. That was a very yeah. nice touch. And David Kelly is just so great. <laughs> yeah. Actually, yeah, he just recently passed like last mm -hmm. year. And I've seen him in like everything that I've ever watched that was made from England or Ireland or anything. And he's just fantastic. Oh, I love that man. I don't know that there's much that I've seen outside of Charlie and Chocolate. Because I don't see a lot of British stuff like you do. You haven't seen Waking Ned Divine? No, I haven't yet. I know oh my God, things. you need to see Waking Ned Divine. Okay. So the person we haven't talked about yet is Vinnie Jones as the lead. You know what? He's not... The thing is, Vinnie Jones, he's kind of become a parody of a... He's kind of... I almost say Vinnie Jones is kind of the new Arlie Ermey. Mm -hmm. He's kind of become that parody of himself. But here, at this point in his career... He wasn't yet. He was right, still kind of trying. He was still just making that transition into acting. And I think this was kind of like his first big lead role. No, he had also done um, Lockstock and Two Smoking Barrels and Snatch at this point. No, but I'm For saying lead role. This is like a film that's just meant to showcase him. This was, you know, 2001. This was literally his fifth credit. Mm -hmm. And this was kind of meant to be, okay, let's just see what he has as the lead role. I think he's fine. I don't think he's particularly bad. He's a little wooden at times. But, you know, I think in terms of all the, the soccer stuff, he does have that great physicality. He was an actual professional soccer player. Yeah. But, I mean, this was well before his I'm the juggernaut bitch. Which is not his fault. That's Brett Ratner's fault. No, I know, but as you see what I mean of how he's mm -hmm. kind of become a parody of himself? Mm -hmm. He's basically like what Arlie Ermey was 10 years after Full Metal Jacket. Yeah. Even though Arlie did still pop up in some good roles now and then. He's not going to be winning any awards, but he's better than Nelly. I mean, do you think this film might have worked a little bit? I know you, you still think the film works, but do you think it might have been a little better had Jason Statham played this role? No, because I don't like Jason Statham. Oh, okay. I liked him as Monk, where he didn't talk very much. Like, Statham does fucking nothing for me. When we get to the other movie that he did that was a remake. Okay. He does nothing for me. Like, if it had been him, I'm pretty sure I would not have liked this movie at all. I would okay. have been like, fuck this movie. But I mean, Vinnie Jones, I don't think he hurts the movie. He does have this little look that he'll get, and it's these, like, sweet little puppy dog eyes, and I'm like, oh, He does. Baby. He has those great eyes. Yeah. That, you know, can be, like, absolutely terrifying when he's playing a bad guy. Yeah. But then, like, so sweet when he does this little sad yeah. thing. Yeah. He's sweet. I think Vinnie Jones is fine in the movie. Mm-hmm. 
So why don't we talk about David Hemmings as the governor, who I'm surprised he didn't use those eyebrows as handcuffs. Okay, you know, those eyebrows, they make me think of like an evil owl from some movie. (laughs) Yeah, there was an old daredevil villain called the owl who had these crazy eyebrows. And I'm like, I think we've cast him. (laughs) Hemmings passed away, hasn't he? Um, Yes, yes. Oh, just two years after this. Okay. Hemmings, it was a very different take on the character to have it be that all of this is the result of gambling debt. It's also a bit more of a sympathetic take. It is. I mean, it might just be because he's British. But the thing is, they do give him more of a motivation as to why he wants this to succeed as to I can then pay off my gambling debts. I'm not saying it's weaker than the other films where it was all about ego. Mm -hmm. It's a very different take on the character. And I like that they actually cut that bit at the end where he was like, kill him, kill him, shoot him, shoot Mm -hmm. him. Because they didn't need it. Well, also, there just wasn't a crowd to disperse into. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, because it wasn't about you stepped over my ego. It's literally, I'm on the rocks and this is all I have left. Mm Mm-hmm. And please, please, please don't screw this up for me. (laughs) I love how in every movie, actually, and we totally miss this, but in every movie, Caretaker always gets them uniforms. Yeah. And actually, the reason why they're called Mean Machine in this one is because that was his nickname during his football days. So that one, it's actually thematically appropriate. Right. Well, in the original, it was just because the movie was supposed to be called Mean Machine, but... I think in the original, they also make some reference to a mean machine or something like that, saying something about mean machine or getting this mean machine going or something like that. The only thing that's a little weird is that Doc was never established as the person who can get you things. I assume that he'd been there forever. I mean, I'm still willing to go with it, so I don't have a huge problem with it. But it's just it made sense because Caretaker was always the person who was always getting you things. Yeah, so technically it should have been Massive who got it for them. And even then, Massive, they never really played that aspect of his character very much. Yeah, I still love Massive. Oh, no, no, that's fine. I'm not not criticizing. It's just, it's interesting that they... No, I feel the need to, like, constantly say that because I love him. He's so awesome. It's just interesting that they gave that to Doc, Mm -hmm. where it's like he's an old guy who probably doesn't know anybody on the outside, but obviously he does. Well, he's an old guy, so he would know people on the outside because his old, I'm guessing, IRA contacts, maybe? I don't... Yeah, yeah, yeah. IRA provided soccer uniforms. Maybe they really Maybe they also blew up the uh, governor's car. There you go. (laughs) Maybe. That was a nice scene where the governor starts to get into his car, sees the gas tank, realizes gas has been splashed all over his car, and is like, nope. Yeah. How about I don't? Yeah. Although, not going to lie, that bookie was not intimidating when you see him, but that that shit, I'm like, wow, <laughs> fuck. Yeah. I will not mess with you, bookie guy who I was not afraid of before. I am now terrified. Yeah, and, and let's talk about Sykes, who was the kind of mob head. At first, they kind of introduce him as he still thinks that he's this big, powerful leader. But as the story goes along, you realize he kind of is. Mm-hmm. He does still have a ton of contacts and influence. Yeah. And I especially love the bit where Massive is sitting next to him and he's like, you know what would complete the image? And then the guy puts the coat on. Oh, yeah, that's it. Yes, I love that. The coat. Oh. You know, I'm going to change it to a recommend. (laughs) Because as I said, you know, I was on that middle line. It's a film that I don't think anyone needs to go out of their way to watch. But I do think you'll get some enjoyment out of it. My adorable enthusiasm for it has changed you, hasn't it? The reason why it didn't work for me so much was also I was watching all three of them in one day. Mm -hmm. And this one I just didn't enjoy as much as the other two. I know we're flipped on that, but I mean, it is a fun movie. It does still have a lot of fun bits in it. Really, you at the very least, you have to watch it for the two bobs. The two bobs, yeah. The two inmates who are made commentators because who would just hand microphones to the two? 
the entire bits that they did just almost sounded improvised. I wouldn't be surprised if they I love how when the big fight starts, they start beating on each other. <laughs> and it's always fun seeing Jason Fleming. Mm-hmm. I don't know who played the other Bob. Um, I'm looking up. I think it might have been someone Jake that I've never Abraham. Okay, who I've yeah. never heard of. But I love how it feels like they threw them in at the last minute because you never see them at any other point in the movie. Oh, yeah. You no. never see them on camera with anyone else. They are just their own little thing that was shot separately. Oh, I totally believe it, that that's what ended up happening. But it was fun and it gave a lot of life to the big game. Mm-hmm. I love one of the things is I think he's ambidextrous, Bob. I don't know about that, Bob, but he's pretty good with both feet. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Shall we discuss the secretary? Yeah, she was fine. I like Well, Sally Phillips plays her. What I like is that she wasn't as exaggerated of a character as the mm-hmm. other two. She was just a more normal person. I like the nose ring and the sass. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, I know Vinnie Jones. I get why you want to hit that. <laughs> I love the bit where he returns to the cell and they're just clapping. That was awesome. I actually really like that idea of the whole little locker in the cell mm-hmm. that they used to plant the bomb in. and Safe. It's a safe. No, it's it's a little individual locker for each bunk. I thought it was a safe. A safe and a locker are pretty much the same thing. It's just levels of durability. <laughs> I think it, it was meant for personal effects for each inmate. Mm. So you could call it a safe. It's probably a little sturdier, but yeah. I like then that, you know, because he gave the keys to Doc and put him out there, that that gave more motivation to the, I can pin that death on you. Mm-hmm. Though there was also the fact that once Doc had been blown up, like Sykes was fucking gunning for Nitro. Yeah. Like shit. It was just like, son, you did. I love they're telling him that he's going to basically be shipped off to the nut farm, which I'm like, should have been a long time ago. Yeah. He dubbed. Dude was crazy. Just like you look at his wall. of He had a wall of crazy. The Phantom of the Opera would have looked at his wall of crazy and been like, dude, too much. What I really liked was, and hang on, I'm just trying to figure out who the actor, Ralph Brown, who played Burton, who was the, basically the Captain Nauer character. I like that he wasn't the one getting info from Nitro. It was another one of the guards because mm-hmm. Captain Nauer wanted a good game. He wanted an honest and fair game. Mm-hmm. None of the prisoners are bad. I just didn't get as attached to them as characters. I did, but just because I like British people. Yeah. Like, I love the accent. Like, I'm not going to lie. I think, like, 25% of my love of this movie is the accents. And, like, another 25% is David Kelly, because David Kelly. Yeah. Seriously, people. Anyone listening to this, if you don't love David Kelly, you're a horrible person. Yeah. That's actually a fact. They wrote it in everything. Check your whatever holy book you have. It says it right there. I mean, I don't have a problem with the Sykes character, but I think... My problem with the Sykes character is that it starts to play a little too much into the motivations of the two sides pitting. It's not for the team, it's for Sykes. Mm -hmm. And that's why I almost think having him as an opposing power almost overshadows the team a bit. Yeah, I can see that. I mean, I don't dislike him. I just, I wish they had maybe just finessed that a little bit more. Well, I think it was like a little bit easier for me with the fact that he initially kind of hesitant to, first of all, let any of his guys play on the team because he thinks that Danny's just going to throw it like he did. I did like the speech where he says, look, I don't want you to throw the game either way. I want you to play the game and I'll bet on the game, Yeah, but I want a game that I can believe in. And I also think the fact that he was going to bet on the prisoners with, I mean, honestly, the safe bet would have been the guards. Oh, yeah. You can see he does have genuine confidence there. Yeah. But I don't know. There's just something in the third act that I wish it had been less about him scoring a victory on the warden and more just about the entire group scoring a victory on the warden. Like, have it actually be he is a mob boss who doesn't have the connections anymore. All he has is just the old grandeur. Yeah. 
I get. I didn't have this big a problem with it. No, it wasn't a huge problem. It was it was mm-hmm. a nitpick. It was just a little thing that I'm just like, you know, I can see what you're doing there. Like the whole fist fight scene. Shut up, that was awesome. It was, but it was just I didn't need it in the story. I like the fist fight, okay? I never liked the fist fight. That was an awesome fist fight. It was a nice cast. It's just, again, it's faces I'm not familiar with. I watch a lot of British films and stuff like that and some British TV stuff. Granted, though, to be fair, I'm I'm not all that familiar with everyone who was in the 70s version either. Yeah, but you were probably more familiar with the people in the 2005 version. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. yeah. But I'm familiar with, yeah. But I'm like, I'm familiar with a lot of the guys in the 2001 version, too, because I watch a lot of British stuff. So I mean, we could just talk about Jason Statham as Monk. He doesn't talk a lot. I like kind of that entire recurring joke in the third act of how he keeps leaving the net because he wants to play the game. Mm -hmm. And then even he has those little momentary like hallucinations of just killing everybody and then like being the ultimate goalie. And then I love how they're like, I wonder what he's thinking about. He's just thinking of like stopping all the goals. Oh, he's just keeping his mind clear. (laughs) Love that. I like how he was genuinely a nutball. But he was like keeping it under wraps because clearly therapy was working. (laughs) I love that line. Clearly therapy is helping. He didn't talk a lot, which I like because when Jason Statham talks, I'm like, oh, sweetie, stop talking. No. I disagree. I think you and Mac would actually be able to bond over your love of Jason Statham and he does nothing for me. I just want to caress his head. I just want to hang out with Vinnie Jones and get some beers. Billy! Oh my God, he was such a little puppy dog. Oh yeah, I love that he got to kick the winning goal. Yeah, he was such a little puppy dog. I was like, oh, shit. Oh, I love how they even have the scene where it's just Jason Statham kicking his ass for training. <laughs> yeah, that was awesome. He's like, no, no, wait, no, ow. I'm in a bad way, man. Come on, no. That was awesome. <laughs> you know, if you grab their underarm hair and twist it, cut to the guy on the ground, no. Oh. <laughs> I love the way that they played out, like, all the different ways that you could hurt someone. On one guy within the span of about five minutes. Yeah. Purple Nurple hitting the balls. Just him in pain. <laughs> Lifting him up by his balls. Yeah, that shiz looked painful. Yeah. I'm trying to think of anything else I want to add. Because there's so much of this movie that was in the oil one. So, I mean, like they had the whole let's kick the guy in the nuts with the ball thing. It worked better for me there, honestly, yeah. than it did in the remake. Just because that looked genuinely painful. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I do love, I can't remember his name right now. It's, okay, I can't pronounce his last name because I'm going to butcher it. But Omid? The kind of husky Middle Eastern guy who was in The Mummy? Yeah, he played Raj in this one. I love him in anything he pops up in. This is funny, but he and David Kelly were in The Calcium Kid together. Oh, okay. And actually, this was Jason Statham and Vinnie Jones' third movie together after Lock, Stock, and Two Smoking Barrels and Snatch. Okay. Yeah, Omid Jalili? Yeah, honestly, that's why I didn't even try, because I'm like, I'm going to butcher that, so... I hope Jolly is, is how it's pronounced. I, yeah, I know. I really liked him. Fucking amazing is how it's I love pronounced. how he actually, you know, he's got some pretty good soccer footwork. And and the, but when he tries to do that He jump, does the backflip kick, yeah. And he completely misses it. Oh, but when he takes out that guy, and then, like, he punches him, and then he's like, no, see, it was like this. Oh, yeah, no, he said, there was a fly on his face, you see? And then here, look, it's a fly, and he hits him again. <laughs> he does it again. I love that. That was great. And then, of course, he has to take his shirt off. That, honestly, if he hadn't, I, would, I was like, if he doesn't, I'm going to be disappointed. And then he did. I am close to that guy's level of body hair. I am envious of it, of the warmth. It, it's really <laughs> spectacular, like, just amazing. But yeah, no, he's a great guy. I even just love it. the uh, opening bits. We find out he's the cellmate and they're calling him superstar and everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was interesting that instead of having the uh, racial division 
of, you know, what the two longest yards did was, you know, the black group is a separate group that they mm-hmm. need to win over. They instead transferred that over to Sykes' gang. Yeah, who were mostly white guys. And I like that bit where they try to knife the lead guy in the shower. That was so fucking sweet. Oh, my God. And he covers up for it, even though he's got this blood gashing out of his cheek. Mm -hmm. And he's just like, I cut myself shaving. Yeah. And then the other guy's like, it's the altitude. The nosebleed with the altitude. The altitude. I'm like, what fucking altitude? But no, I love that because I'm like, that is actually prison rules where I'm like, you know, he owes you now. Yeah. And that's how he gets in with Charlie is the fact that he did that as opposed to ratting the guys out for trying to put his eye out with that shiv. Mm-hmm. And then from then on, those guys are on the team. Yep. I love the crazy one with the blonde hair. Who is that? I don't know which one he was, but I liked his blonde hair. He was the one who was going to put his eye out. Oh, yeah. No, the one who had the shiv. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. No, he was good. I like Shivy McShiv. I like that every movie that we watched had the policeman banter, but like the first one was hilarious. The second one I also liked. The third one, not so much. I liked it in the remake because they actually put it before the car chase in that mm-hmm. funny bit of, you know, my beer. That worked for you. But for me, I'm just like, yes, he is short and has big ears. I understand. <laughs> this is a funny. I don't know. I know people with big ears, so I just don't feel the need to be an asshole about it. But Adam Sandler can be One of the points I didn't really like was the um, dimwit in this one. Mm-hmm. Who was big and always shaking his head and going, woo, 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 woo. Yeah, I didn't even notice him. Well, they did the whole, you broke my nose thing again with him. Mm. He just felt a little forced. But I mean, he was such a small character and always in the background. But it's like literally every time they would show a group shot, he'd be shaking his head going, woo, 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 woo. Mm. It's like, okay, just calm down. Look ahead. Mouse. That's what his name was. Mouse. Yeah. I just thought they kind of overdid it a little bit. But again, yeah, it was, it was a small part. I don't really have anything else to say about it. I mean, I'm pretty much still staying where I am. I really liked it, and it made me happy. If you had to pick between this one and the original, which would you pick? I already told you this was my second, so I would still pick the original. Okay, and same here. I picked the original. I think all three of them, I think what what's nice is that it's a good way of showing how you can just retell the story for a new generation, or even with Mean Machine for a new culture. Because the story does work just as fine with soccer in England as it does with football. Mm-hmm. It works just as fine with world football as it does with North American football. You uncultured yes. swine. I didn't even know it was just called world football. Well, that's what people, when they're trying to differentiate between North American football and actual football, call it. So where does the term soccer come from? Fuck if I know. Ask you American pig dogs. (laughs) I honestly, I don't know. I just didn't. Look it up real quick. Maybe because Americans came up with the carrying ball. And we're just like, we're calling this football because even though very rarely do we kick it, we must call it the football, even though we do not kick that much. Because somehow you're French now. The term soccer originated in England in the 1880s. Yeah, I don't think so. I think that's wrong. Apparently, Australia and New Zealand will use soccer too. Canada usually uses soccer. Yeah, because when we say football, all the Americans are like, what? I not understand. I don't know why everyone has like some sort of weird Eastern European accent when I do them now. We need to stop looking things up because we're putting a lot of clicks on the audio. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going back to the main meme machine site. All right. So I think this brings this part to a close. I mean, we didn't have much to say, but, you know, it's just it's the same movie. It's just mm-hmm. soccer. There's a few little different things here and there. Some aesthetic changes. Mm-hmm. I know you didn't like the Adam Sandler one, but... I liked parts of it, but on the whole, it was very just manufactured Sandler crap to me. For me, at least, they're all three watchable, enjoyable movies. 
Which you don't usually get when you have multiple remakes. That's true. And for me, they're two very watchable movies that I enjoyed. And, and one, Adam Sandler. <laughs> and one where I would say I, uh, that there are worse movies that you can watch to pass the time. Yeah. There we go. Well, I guess that brings us to a close. Good night, Evie. Good night. To read show notes for this and every one of our episodes, please visit IHateLoveRemakes.blogspot.com. The comment sections are open, so let us know what you think about the films discussed. I Hate Love Remakes is in no way affiliated with the copyright holders of the films discussed. All rights are reserved and no infringement is intended. I Hate Love Remakes is a Made of Fail production. Madeoffail.net. We were unpopular before it was cool. No, but I thought that was awesome. Yes. I like the fist fight, okay? I just like how I've even unconsciously just started saying yes every time you say no. Because <laughs> <laughs> you do that. Even even when you're agreeing with someone, you'll say no. It's <laughs> no, but... Yes. <laughs> <laughs> it's worse a habit. <laughs>